Hi, and once again, we are going to start the Turns Out She's Psychic podcast with Spirit Speaks, which is a very brief little summary of my personal chats with Spirit. So today I asked Spirit to give me a heads up of how I can help my clients today find some certainty in their lives because what I'm feeling is a lot of people are suffering in their own awareness of uncertainty and feeling uncertain and not quite sure and how damaging that can be for people considering some people might make decisions based off temporary feelings and these decisions might be life-changing or life-threatening and life-altering. So the first thing that Spirit said was, Trace, today's a, f- a new moon. So I am, even though you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, which is the 22nd of July, the 21st is the new moon energy. And so we are still in that new moon energy. So today, if you want, please adopt my new moon ritual of writing down my intentions and burning them and telling the universe, telling the moon to use its potency of the new moon, its magic to bring my intentions closer to me. The energy is ripe and ready and fertile for you to be able to clarify and ask for what it is that you want and don't be afraid to do that. So what I want this month's theme to be around, if you're ready, if you're willing and you want to, is to be around your intentions, around the things in your life that are certain and that you want to focus on the things that are certain, that that, that the government, that, you know, the people up the road you, that run the businesses or the council or whoever can't take away from you. And those things that are certain are your connection with your family, your connection with yourself, your rites, your rituals, your passages, your all of the things that you do, whether it's Uh, meditation, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, whether it's writing, whether it's creative expression like singing and dancing and painting or pottery or whatever it might be, focus on the things that you know are certain and ask the universe to take your intention of wanting to focus on the things that are certain and to magnify that for you, to bring it back to you in abundance so that the universe can give you what is for your highest good in abundance and it can deliver it so it is certain. If we can all focus on what is certain in our lives and give that all of our attention and our love and our energy, then the universe knows that that's what we want more of. And so we might be able to turn the tides within our home, within our friendship circle, within our wider family and community. If we were all to just believe in the magic for a second, that in this new moon energy, if we were all to sit down and write down our intentions to focus on what is certain, which is the real stuff, that good stuff, that stuff that speaks to our heart and our soul, then eventually that's what will drive out all of the uncertainty. So I hope this helps a little new moon ritual, write it down, write all the things that you are certain about that you want to focus on and then watch it burn. Just light it up, literally light it on fire, obviously somewhere safe and outside or in a fire pit or in a heat proof dish, you know, do this responsibly, of course, but just tell the new moon that you want it to take it and you want to ride on the wave of its energy and harness the potency and the magic of this beautiful new moon. So there you go. Welcome to episode 11, I believe, of Turns Out She's Psychic. Once again, thank you so much, Laura and I are loving the feedback. It just gives us the best buzz to know that you guys are getting so much out of this. And personally, I especially like that most of the feedback will say something about how it's just easy to understand a lot of topics that generally people have maybe found a little bit too hard to understand or a little bit wooey or too intimidating. And I love that. It's it's a passion of mine to help people that are everyday people just understand that this isn't really that wooey. It's not really this far away that you can't reach it and you can't use it and you can't understand it. It is very digestible. And getting out of our heads and not making it more than what it needs to be is really what it's about. So without further ado, once again, here is the episode. Hi, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. Episode 11. What? Legs 11. (laughs) Bingo. We had some beautiful feedback last week from our crossing over episode. Let's face it. We all know someone that's crossed over. My darling nanny Peg passed away recently too, so this is all lovely and very nice timing. 
And we've had some questions about other signs and symbols that people that have passed over may be sending us that we might be missing. I know in the last episode we talked about things that they can do, such as, you know, flashing lights and dripping taps you mentioned. Um, so there's been questions about feathers and coins and what else might be around us, butterflies that we might be missing. So can you shed, is that a thing? Yeah, it's okay. absolutely a thing. Right. So I guess what um, I want to start off by saying is the actual butterfly, the actual dragonfly, the actual bird is not your loved one. Not the actual it's spirit of that person. It's not the actual person. spirit of okay. that person because that has been something that some people have just... I don't know, just assumed without really thinking about it, I think. Okay. But no, they are not, that's not the spirit of your loved one. But symbolic. It's symbolic. So right. the energy, uh-huh. um, your, your loved one is able to, um, to manipulate the energy around you to have that happen. Gotcha. So sunbeams, rainbows, feathers. Sunbeams. sunbeams. If, you know, the clouds break and you see... At a very appropriate time. Oh, okay. Um, Like it happened with me with my nan. Yes. Um, But also in photographs. So I... Where was I the other day when someone showed me a photograph of their grandson, I think, or their son? And in when they took the photo, it was overcast day, nothing extraordinary out of the day. And then when they actually looked at the photo on their phone, there is this sunbeam that just comes. It's like it comes out of the sun's head, not into the sun's head. It's like oh. it shines out of it. Aww. But it's just a sunbeam and it's yeah. crazy. And that was not there when they took the photo. It's just a photo of their son and it showed up in the photo. Right. So they can absolutely manipulate light right. in that sense. Um the feathers, they will, feathers, they speak to me with feathers all the freaking time. But feathers, it's when they appear where they shouldn't theoretically be. Okay. So if you're in your house, there's no birds in your house. No. And you see a bird feather. I have children that collect feathers though. So that's a bit different. It's not out of the Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit different. <laughs> a feather house. Yes. Um, so it's not like if you're just walking down the street and, you know, um, you walk into a pile of pigeons and there's a feather. And there's a dead bird on the side of the road. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you forget that there is an audience. I know. <laughs> can't help it. Can't take me anywhere. No. Or lock me in for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Coins are typically uh, something that the older generation of spirits will do. Why? Why is that? I'm not entirely sure. Were they more precious then? Mm, Especially the little... Never thought of it like that. One cents and two cents. Like these days they're almost discarded, but back then people would be prizing them a bit more. Um, I don't know, but it's usually the... I don't hear too much about the coins now. Um, And it may simply just be because coins is not really a thing for us anymore anyway. Like no one puts a $1 coin or a $2 coin on the floor. Like you pick up a gold. People might leave a silver. It's not but, as remarkable as finding one used to be maybe. Yeah, but like how often do you see five-cent pieces? Like no one carries them anymore is my point. Yeah, true. Like everyone's got a five-cent piece jar at home. Yep. So I think it might be that the money – might not be an older generational thing because it's just the older generation that use it, but more because that's just when money used to exist. I don't, I have no, I don't know. But it'd be more poignant now almost and more noticeable because mm. well, it it's does a bit still more happen. random. It does still happen. And like in my house, my, my the grandparents saved the, the coins for my kids as well, so I've got coins all through my house as well. <laughs> it's a very... Very spiritually connected house. <laughs> coins and feathers. Coins and, and feathers. <laughs> no wonder I'm doing this sunbeams? podcast. Oh, it's sunbeams coming out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> out of your butt. Yeah, rainbows. <laughs> um, so butterflies. Uh, so, you know, Alaska, my little girl, ever since she was old enough to know the white butterflies that there appears only to be one though, but it can't be the same one that just hangs out the front all the time. And it's always there when Alaska and I are out there. And I used to just always to say, that's Gigi, that's old grandma. And that's Aww. who she's named after. So, um, 
I would always just say that's her coming to say hello. And it's not her, but it is her that is sending the energy down. And absolutely. Um, Dragonflies are usually a symbol from our spirit guides. Oh, really? So dragonflies are um, quite symbolic of um, helping you to realise that you're on the right track. It's almost like seeing running numbers. Oh, yes. Okay, we'll get to those in a moment. So you can have your loved ones use dragonflies to speak to you and give you a sign and you can say that that's like, okay, that's my so-and-so and every time I see a dragonfly I know that that's them telling me that they're, that they're happy with what I'm doing. It's a good decision or a validation or confirmation or whatever. But it's usually your spirit guides. How do you know the difference? Is that what you're told or that you have an understanding of that without knowing why? It's just something that you know. Mm. Are they telling you that right now? Mm, It's just something I know. Something that you know. Okay. So there's no way you can sort of explain it. It's just what you know to be Mm. true. Mm. It's funny how much I know that I don't know how I know it. Yeah. It's fascinating though, like, because, oh. you know, you you say, you know, with dragonflies, it's spirit guides, but with butterflies, it's usually someone that's passed over. Mm. It's the same, like, um, with spirit animals. Yes. Like when your spirit animal comes, it's not your loved one that's speaking to you. And I guess a dragonfly is a spirit animal, not, okay. not, a, not a spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did that make sense? Oh, go on. Try and make sense of that. So spirit animals are like your token sort of owl, horse, wolf. Mine's an elephant. Bear, elephant, those kinds of animals. Yep. Um, and I think a dragonfly is a spirit animal, not not, not a spirit animal. <laughs> Not not a spirit animal. Uh, As in not not a spirit coming through like a butterfly would, but it's a... Yeah, like a butterfly isn't a spirit animal. Yeah. It's a way that the, the, the past over loved one can send a sign to you, mm-hmm. whereas a dragonfly is more of your spirit guide, like mm. you were saying. Yes. So spirit animals I like spirit guides so when you see them it's just spirit guides letting you know you're in the right place or correct that's the right house to move to correct when I one day see an elephant in a real in estate picture <laughs> <laughs> in the house of my dreams that's all I'm waiting for oh that'd be funny if it came true now yeah it's gonna happen for sure and we're gonna put it on the podcast oh. and we're gonna just like what cross fingers and toes let's do that so spirit animals come to you when you're getting a validation or confirmation from your higher self, from your spirit guides. Great. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So mine's an owl. Yep. So for those of you who have been to see me in my spirit room at work, I've got owls in lots of little nooks and crannies. Um, but um, I only ever expect to see an owl when it's something that's quite personal and profound. Right. So if I'm going through some change or if I'm expanding or healing or something's happening, I would expect to see an owl at the time where I know that I'm right on the threshold of expansion. Mm, so cool. when I'm when it's almost like a you can keep you can keep doing it, it's worth it. Like yes, this is the this is the way to the wisdom. This is the way to to grow and expand and just keep going. It's the right way. Mm. It's an arrow. And I've driven home from a medium circle one night and I shit you not, there was an owl sitting in the middle of the road at the top of the hill mm. on my street and I had to stop and I took a photo of it and I was like, what? And I woke up, Matt, when I got home and I was like, guess what just happened? There was just this owl staring at me in the middle of the road. And what was the poignant moment at that um, I was coming home from a medium circle before I actually started doing what I do. Oh, okay. Um, and it was right just before I was about to go professional. Uh-huh. And and I think it was just and, and I'd had the most amazing circle and I think it was just like a validation of see, 
like you've got what it takes. You can do this. Just step out. Don't be afraid. You know, don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about the judgment. Just step out and yeah. you do you and you'll be fine. Just keep swimming. Yeah. And then it. it was like fucking Harry Potter moved into my house because now we have owls in the trees outside. Like we've got these, these twin owls that come and mate in the palm tree outside our window of our bedroom. There you go. Mm. And you hear them all the time in the valley. Like you just hear them at night time. It just echoes through the valley. Yeah. And owls don't sound like owls. Okay. <laughs> I would have thought that an owl would sound like hoot. Yes. <laughs> oh, Can't believe I fucking did that. But um, <laughs> they don't. Animals. Like they kind of, some of them do and some of them don't. The ones that we have that live near us sound yeah. a little bit like a sick owl. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to make that sound. Oh. Go on. No. Okay. I don't think I can. <laughs> but anyway, no one wants to hear it. Anyway. Excellent. So, so that owl will appear then. So for yep. people that have their spirit animal, you know, like, yeah, in my spirit room, like there's like four owls that I can see right now that I'm looking at. But, staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at my home there aren't any owls um, because – I don't want to surround myself with them because I want it to be something that stands out when I see it. Yeah. Makes it's sense. it's there to show me itself. Like when it makes itself known and seen, then I need to pay attention. Got it. Mm. Yeah. So when you see a house with an elephant, yes, you'll know it. I'll know it. Like you, you won't deny it because at I'll all. see the elephant. Mm-hmm. So then I'll know it's an elephant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I get it. You get it? I get it. Um, okay, so they're signs. Can we encourage more signs or ask for signs? From people even? who have crossed over or from spirit guides or both? Both. Yep. Let's start with one and then go to the other. From people that have crossed over first, is that a thing? Can mm-hmm. we encourage them yes. to? Turn all your PowerPoints on. And then what? And then wait for them to charge up. So a lot of spirits, if they're ready to speak to you and they've got something to say and they want to say it to you, they need the energy to do so. And they will get that through electricity. Mm, So stand in your kitchen, turn on every appliance and every PowerPoint and just wait. (laughs) Wait to hear some noises. Yeah, or something. Like power surgery. No, not really. They're just taking the energy. So you might see a light flicker, but that's them not trying to make the light flicker. It's just the result of them taking the energy from the source. Yes. But... um, you can have things happen like um, a tap will start to just randomly drip in the kitchen, uh, a door might close or open, um, a cup might move, like anything can happen. A tea towel might fall off the handle, anything. Cool. Mm. When all the PowerPoints are on. Yeah. but So it won't just happen like immediately, like don't yeah. everyone just go and <laughs> face into the kitchen and turn the PowerPoints on. <laughs> they have to charge up. Like they have to get their charge. They can't just go, oh, quick, yes, all the PowerPoints are on, let's go. Um, like they'd have to be on for a while and they'd have to want to be there. Yep. Like just because you turn it on, it doesn't mean they're there. No. But you can encourage it through electricity. You can encourage it through. Um, don't burn your house down, everybody. Yeah, please don't. That's this not permission to We've go and be heaters. stupid. Yep. It's not permission to go and be stupid. And That's, don't blow a fuse. Like don't like overload your electric, you know, meter box or whatever it is. Like don't go in. Do you know, we don't intentionally do that. We, we don't, we haven't, I've never tried that. I've only learnt it here right now. But our power box often overloads. Trips. Yep. Always. It's always the bathroom. And I often think, has that been old? Is that old wiring? But not long after we moved in, we had it all rewired. Well, the second place is the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and that's because of the water. Because yes. they get energy from water as well. Yep. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And bathrooms, water and electricity. Yes. Um, So there's one thing that you can do. Just charge up your home or charge up your space of wherever it is that you want to be. Okay. Um, You can have their photographs around, like their objects around. Um, Just like if you were to go to a medium, some people, some mediums like to to have objects. Yeah. Connect um, with them. Don't mm-hmm. they? Okay. Um, so if you have photographs, they, that's going to help, um, especially if you have like a space where you have all of like a density of your photographs like they do in like Coco. A shrine. Yeah, or like in Coco. Yeah. What's it called? A credenza. Mm. It's all the photos on the credenza. Yep, of everybody that has passed. We have one at my house. Yeah. Um, so 
And I'll never forget when we watched Coco and I came home from wherever I went and Alaska had gone outside and picked up every single flower, whether it was dead or alive, and all these pieces of grass and laid them around the credenza of oh. all the people in the photo because of Coco. It was so cute. I love that. She's like, it's our credenza. Oh, she's so sweet. Um, yeah, so photos and if you put them in like a concentrated area, that's going to help too regardless of whether it's all of them or just one of them, they're going to come through on the concentration of energy. Um, and in that space too, you could put old jewellery that belonged to them. You could put leather items, those kinds of things that draw their attention, writing with their handwriting on Anything paper. handmade. Yep, yep. Mm. Put it all in one corner and sit there and wait. <laughs> Can you charge it up with a crystal? Um, oh, clear quartz would be the only crystal that I would suggest people use. Mm. but no. No, you should see the look on her face. She's like, why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a legit question. Like, no. Well, I understand the question, but Mm. no. Um, There's crystals that would encourage you to open up more, but not crystals that would encourage them to be here more. They can't sort of channel through that energy. Yeah. Mm. It's more for us. Yes. It's for you to raise your vibration, to be open to what's there. Yeah. Not to encourage or stimulate more of what's there yeah make sense yeah it does um you can um play music that they like um talk to them oh absolutely talk to them yes i think i talked about that before yeah yeah Yeah. it's with the intention behind it as well yeah yeah so when you think and feel about them talk about them they're there um but to hear about, to hear from them, to hear a response. You can ask them to show you as well, like give them a specific sort of um, not time but just sort of say like uh, I need I need help with a decision that I've got to make and I have to make this decision by tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Like it would be great if you could show me a sign before tomorrow at 12 o'clock um, and that's your intention. Then just create the space for it to happen. Um for your spirit guides to talk to you, meditate. Just meditate. And you can free write. Yep. Um, You've got to cleanse first, don't you? <laughs> Look at Before you. Before you meditate. <laughs> I remember this. I remember you talking about this because if you've got all that dirty energy and stuff, you're not going to get a clear starting field. Is yeah. that right? Have yeah, that for right? sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, so for meditating, you don't really have to cleanse before meditating. Okay. But you can. <laughs> I love that face you giving me. Um, but meditating uh, uh, is a way to raise your consciousness and then to connect to your spirit guides. So if you are cleansed, it's easier to meditate and connect to your spirit guides, but you don't have to cleanse before you meditate to connect to your spirit guides. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was the other thing that I was going to say? So there's dreams that you can decipher and understand. There's meditating is uh, the best way to speak to your spirit guides. Um, free writing. Have I spoken about free writing? Um, not heaps. You've mentioned it. Okay. Um, through other modalities like your um, pendulums, your oracle decks, your tarot cards if you like them. Um, They're all spirit guide kind of yeah things uh-huh okay so you just ask questions and they'll use the energy to manipulate the answers so when i shuffle my crystal mandala oracle deck and i ask the card to come to the front that's going to give me an idea of the energy that i'm stepping into yes i am asking the spirit guides to work with my deck yep to bring through that card mm-hmm. so you when you are consulting your deck or asking your deck it's your spirit guides that you're consulting and asking and you're connecting to your higher self mm-hmm. in that manner. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Well, kind of. So you're connecting to your spirit guides through your higher self. Yes. So you understand them from your higher self perspective because in your higher self you're open to the intuitive awareness. Yes. So that's where you're at when you're connecting with your spirit guides. You're at your higher self? Yes. Okay. That's nice. Hmm. <laughs> it can be. Yep. And some people can just pick a card, pick yes. a card, any card. Yes. And they just think that it's the card. But cards are a great way, a great way to start playing with energy to begin with. It's, it's a beautiful, tangible, um, solid 
way to um, feel like there's something real about what you're doing rather than it just being all in your head. Yeah. Um, there is a card for every single type of person that you are. There are so many and cards. And they're so pretty. They are. Oracle cards are beautiful. They're, yeah. they're amazing. Um, I like and, the feel of having them as well, like mm. just holding onto them and shuffling them and just making them yours. Yeah. Yeah. You own them because you, yep. you connect to the energy. It's like an animal. Totally. Yeah. Um, so there are like obviously specific decks for different things. So like if you want to work with certain type of energy, so like you've got the different realms. So you've got gods and goddesses, you've got ascended masters, you've got, um, crystals, you've got, um, deities, you've got like all different, all kinds, all kinds of different things that you can use animals, moon, like everything you can think of. Um, and so it's a really great way to learn more about each of those sources um, and also angels and angels. Yes, yeah. uh, of course. I've like um, an angel deck. Yeah. Um, and understand what it feels like to work with their energy because working with a crystal mandala deck is very different to working with an angel deck and working with an angel deck is very different to working with a gods and goddesses deck. Yep. And it's all very different to working with a tarot deck. And even the tarot decks are all individual as well. Like they they just work with a different energy from a different source, which comes from vibration and frequency. So where an angel vibrates at a frequency is not the same place that a god and goddess vibrates at a frequency. Yeah. And it's not the same place an ascended master vibrates at a frequency. So it's the frequency that you get used to working with. Yep. And some of them feel like home. Some of them feel like it just works with you and it's easy and it work, and you develop faith really quickly because it, it's just effortless and graceful. Others, it's a bit more clunky. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if I really like working with the gods and goddesses. It just doesn't feel like me. Maybe I'll try the angel deck. And then you might find that in that contrast, you can see the ease yep. compared to the clunkiness of like mm, that energy is just not where I'm at. Yeah. So, so can you just Google different types and the more you read about it or look at it, you'll know you're drawn to mm, more. You could if you wanted you to, choose? but that's too far. So for me, how you choose is you go to a shop that you know has got a whole selection of right. Oracle cards, like with all different types Yep. Uh, and walk in and usually the very first deck that you see will probably be the one that you end up getting. Wow. regardless of what it is. <laughs> um, and then, and this is not tarot, this is just Oracle, by the way. Um, yep. The other thing that you can do, which is what I did for my Crystal Mandela Oracle deck, but it happened to be the first deck that I saw as well. But, and I didn't want a Crystal Oracle deck. Like I didn't want crystals. I wanted to do something different because I was <laughs> so up on crystals anyway. Like I, I wanted something different. I was going there for something different. And then I closed my eyes and I put my hands over the, the Oracle decks and I just waited until I felt the sensation that was different to anything different. And for me, it was warmth. And when I opened my eyes, it was over that deck. And so that was the deck. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I think the best way to do it is through energy connection. Don't research it. Don't, don't look them up. Just go there. Cause you'll probably be very surprised. The energy will pick you. It's like crystals. Okay. The crystals pick you. Yeah. Like when I got my first pendulum, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't my first, but when I went and bought my new pendulum a few years ago, I was going in thinking I'm going to get this pretty pendulum and it's going <laughs> to be gorgeous. And I'm going to be like, look at my pendulum. And when I walked in, the one that chose me was freaking astrophilite. And it's like freaking a freaking astrophilite. <laughs> it's like this black, brown, gold, silvery, shiny, boring ugly thing and I was just like so like so of all the crystals that I get I get the mud one I get the one that looks like mud but it ended up being like a beautiful pendulum like it was one that just I adored and loved and it gave me so much until Alaska dropped it on the bathroom floor and it broke oops but when crystals for a strophalite um healing uh voice like teacher okay not voice but um speaking to do with healing um teacher strength um grounding protection like heaps of stuff all those colors yeah um which was interesting because i probably needed the grounding and protection at that point because i was very in my head about what i was doing um and it definitely worked Mm -hmm. and so um the healing and the teaching, I think, was more for me as well rather than for service. 
um, because as soon as I started to really serve, like it just went on the wayside, like I just never used it. And then Alaska was using it one day and she just dropped it on the tile floor and the tip fell off and there it went. And then what happens when they break? What does that mean? When they break, it means that they've served their purpose. Like they, just like they found you when you needed them, they'll leave you and you don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can be too charged because you're not looking after them. Yeah. And so they'll just shatter because the energy is too intense. Um, and sometimes they'll leave you because they need to go somewhere else. Um, and you just don't need them anymore. Sometimes they can be hurting you because they could be preventing your growth or your expansion. Oh, okay. They could be keeping you safe and what you need is to not be safe right now. Yep. Um, you need to be exposed mm. to experience. and yep. Like I know when I lost my lapis, my um, pendant, my neck pendant. Yep. When I went to the beach and I came back and I just didn't come back with it and I cried for like a week. I was so upset. I grieved a bloody pendant <laughs> and because I'd had it since I was like 17, 18. It's like 20 years of just this pendant. Yeah. Um, and it didn't break and it just went away. And what was strange was I still had the, the chain but the pendant was gone and the pendant was one of those ones that was not – it wasn't on like a, um, a clasp that went around the chain. Mm-hmm. It was part of the clasp. Like the, the loop that goes through the chain was attached to the silver of the pendant. Yeah. So the whole thing would have had to have broken and it was quite thick. Oh, okay. It was all one solid piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the chain Ooh, was still okay. intact. So yeah. it was really strange. But at the same time, what's strange when yeah. it comes to me? Nothing. But I well, felt everything. like I felt like the lapis needed to leave because I needed to stop. Oh, this sounds crazy a little bit, but understand what I'm saying in a second I felt like I needed to be um, pushed out of my comfort zone for doing my own work and that was now it was time to start teaching and serving Um, and then once I started teaching and serving then it was shown to me where I needed to go to learn more but I'd done all of the learning that I could do at that point and now it was time for them to just say no we need you to do something with this rather than keep learning and Lapis is going to prevent Lapis is going to promote me contacting my spirits like lapis and i are strong like Mm. we are best friends it's a great crystal it's a beautiful crystal yeah but i didn't need to do any more of that at that point in time gotcha i can do it whenever i want to yeah but at that time it was preventing me from going out and and doing what i needed to do i wanted to change your focus yeah yeah like i was just doing so much inner work yes everything that i was doing was for me and and like not in a selfish way but i was focusing on myself introspective yeah yeah healing and yeah 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 okay and when spirit said no it's go time they had to take away the lapis because the energy just just didn't gel yeah and then i went to clear quartz Mm -hmm. and that's that that's that (laughs) right so that's Awesome. I, don't, I can't even remember how we got there. It was from pendulums and when crystals break and when they leave you, it's because mm. it's time yeah. to open up the so horizons. Pendulums you can use to speak to your spirit guides as well. Yeah. So because they're yes, no mm-hmm. answers that you're after yeah. with asking them questions. Yes. So uh, yes, no. And as long as there are, um, as long as you know what your yes and what your no is in its movement, like whether it's clockwise, counterclockwise or whatever, um, you can, as long as you've got two separate answers that are clear and defined, you can ask it. So it could be red and blue, yes and no, up or down, in or out. Yeah. As long as it's the opposites, male, female. Do you use them much? Not anymore. Mm. Because I don't really do healing much anymore for people. Is that when you would use it? For me, yes. Mm. Interesting. Because it's just another tool and I don't need another tool. Like otherwise it's a bloody show in this room. Like, (laughs) It's showy enough. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like otherwise it's just me pulling out all of these cool toys just going, yeah, he's another toy that we can play with and I don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, But they're here. Like there's one right there. The one you gave me. Yeah, that's pretty. I've been using this one lately, actually, because um, some of my clients that I've had for quite a while, I do do some healing on for them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but I will only do it with people whose energy that I'm that I know that they're not looking for a cop out. It's not a band aid. 
Oh, fuck no. Yeah. I don't do band-aids. I know. Um, but yes, yes. I don't use the pendulum for myself anymore for answers or like personally. I don't use any modality personally. Yeah. None. Anymore. You're tapped in. You're wired up. Hmm. But it's a nice way, like you were saying, to get some connection, especially for, for those starting out, for those exactly. that are curious. That's a way that you can tap in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then there's free writing. Yep. So um, if you do meditate or if you can get into some form of um, shifted consciousness through breath work or something like that, however, whatever floats your boat to get to a conscious a higher consciousness. Um, if you get pen and paper out and you can just do stream, like conscious stream writing What's that? or subconscious stream writing. So it's where you um, just take pen and paper, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and you just write and it's not you that's writing. It's just whatever comes out. It's whatever First comes out. Mind, you're just writing down. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a form of channeling, a very mild form of channeling. Okay. Yep. That makes a bit of sense. Because mm. you don't exactly know where it's coming from. It's just coming out. Yep. You're not thinking about it. You're not stopping to think about it. Yes. And so when you look back on it, it's not you that was talking. Mm. So I don't have my book here to be able to read out a little bit of it. But um, I've got one particular um, energy in spirit that when it channels through, and I'm not going to tell you who it is, but when this when this spirit channels through... They call me Darlin and I hate it when someone calls me Darlin. Oh. Oh. And is that why they do it? I think so. Oh, to get a rise. Yeah. That's but so it, it's cheeky. funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but when that first happened, I was just like, oh, who, who are you and where did you come from and who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm not your Darlin, Darlin. Darlin. Um, and so now I just have a joke. Yep. But um, they, there's different spirits that can come through. Loved ones can come through. Your guides can come through. Angels can come through. Ascended masters can come through. They can all come through. And they sometimes will tell you who they are and sometimes they won't and you kind of have to figure it out yourself by language used, what they talked about, how they knew what they might have known. So cool. I've never even tried any of that, but it sounds like it's fun. It's fun. It can be and, a bit addictive. And the more, yeah, I was going to say, so the more you do it, the more you understand who's coming yeah, through. Yeah, you get used to them. Yeah, yeah it's just like idea. your guides. They just become familiar. You just yeah. are really familiar with when you know that they're around. And it's an energetic thing that doesn't have a smell. It doesn't have a taste. It doesn't have a sound. It doesn't have a... I don't know, a feel or like, well, it does have a feel, but it doesn't, it doesn't have a look. It's just like this awareness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I guess energy, it's ESP. Like it's just that saying. extra sensory awareness that mm. there is a density around me that I know is familiar to my spirit guides as opposed to your loved ones or yours or someone else's. Yeah. So when they do that conscious stream of thought or conscious stream of writing, this is a subconscious yes. or sometimes even unconscious depends on how high you want to get wow. um, into stream of writing. Okay. Well, that's something I'll be looking up later on. Yeah. <laughs> Google that. <laughs> um, sometimes uh, this is going to sound a little bit spooky, but sometimes in hypnosis. Oh, right. Um, yep. Some people have been known to speak to loved ones in spirit through hypnosis. That makes total sense for some reason. It does. Yeah. But don't be afraid of being hypnotised because it's rare when it happens. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Does that answer all the questions? I think so. And then some. And then some, of course. No doubt. Because I'm so extra. You are. (laughs) You are and we love you for it and that's why we're all tuning in, no doubt. Uh, Are you ready for the ghost story of the week? (laughs) Yeah. Hang in. So this is from a... Very dear friend of mine. Her name's Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I'm going to start reading it. Are you ready, Tracy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring it on. Let's do it. All right. It starts. I woke up one night to my bed shaking. I saw a small boy in a tuxedo with glasses standing next to my bed shaking it. When he opened his mouth to speak, it sounded like an old cassette stuck in a tape recorder. I told him I could understand him. And he screeched and squeaked even more. It was at this point that I realised he was translucent. I remember sucking in a big breath and I think I must have fainted because the next thing I know, it's morning. 
My brother's bedroom door faced my bedroom door. When I got up in the morning, I thought my experience had just been a strange dream until I saw my brother's face as we both walked out of our bedrooms at the same time. As I thought the words, they fell out of my mouth and I said to him, you look like you have just seen a ghost. He looked scared and said a few swear words. He went... Like, fuck? <laughs> probably not because he's a little bit little. <laughs> he went and sat in the lounge room and I went and found my mum at the other end of the house. I relayed my story to her. Then I went and got my brother and made him tell her what was wrong. There was no way he could have heard the conversation I had just had with my mum. My brother told my mum that he was woken up in the night by a little boy who was shaking the bed and that he had glasses and was wearing an outfit like the characters in the movie Men in Black. He didn't know what a tuxedo was. My mum didn't really say much. She just said, if he bothers you again, turn the light on and send him into my room and I will sort him out. Go yeah, I don't think she really believed us. But for the next few years, we had a number of things happen in the house. There would be the sound of someone running up and down the stairs in the day or in the night, but it was never one of us. It would often wake us all up or we would all be sitting in the lounge room and hear it. Or the most creepy one was if you were in the house alone and you heard it. We had a blinking light above the stairs that the electrician couldn't fix because it blinked even when the power was disconnected and the whole bulb and light fitting replaced. Things would go missing for weeks and then suddenly turn up in the middle of the kitchen bench or dining table. Favourite pens, toys and an earring just to name a few. This happened so much that my dad named our ghost Stevie and we would talk of him and get mad at him for moving our stuff. There was one night where he, where we had finished dinner and all the plates and knives and forks were rinsed and stacked in the sink ready to be placed in the dishwasher. When I went to stack them in the dishwasher, only 10 minutes later, they weren't there. I checked the dishwasher thinking one of the family had, had helped me. The dishwasher was empty. I looked and looked but couldn't find them. Finally, I opened the cupboards and drawers and found all of the dirty dishes all put away in their correct spots. This house was a brand new house that my mum and dad built. My mum travelled back to Italy shortly before this happened and one of our friends suggested he had come back with her, but we never knew. I ended up meeting an energy worker slash healer for another purpose that came to the house and she saw him and told me I had an attachment and freed him for me. I would love to know who Stevie is, was and why he was attached to us. Keep up the fantastic work, ladies. I love listening to you both. What a story. <laughs> there you go. I love it when it can be validated by someone else who's had the same experience and they're both just like as freaked out as each other and then the mum's just like, yeah, you just come and get me. And yeah. oh, Ghostbusters, <laughs> who you going to call? Tell them. Rachel's mum. <laughs> <laughs> tell him where to go, Stevie. <laughs> so Stevie's name was actually what I'm getting. It's either Maxwell, his first name or his last name, but it's very clear that this whoever this is is identifying as Maxwell. Right. Um, and... I would not call this an attachment. Okay. And this is where some people use the word attachment in a way that's a bit too loose for my liking, but each to their own. Tighten it up for us. Well, what you is can it? have what a spirit it? that is like likes you right. and, and is sort of uh, around you and is there because of you, but that's not an attachment. An attachment is a spirit that is manipulating you and your energy and draining you and withdrawing you and you become depressed and you lose weight and you stop eating and you can't sleep and you start to get a little bit, woo. Yep. Um, that's an attachment. So Maxwell or Stevie was not an attachment for Rachel or for anyone in that family. Not in that sense. No. Yep. Does that make sense? Does yep. that clear that up? But did he like someone in that house and was around them because... He liked being around them. I wonder if that house was on like a um, either in a cul-de-sac or on a corner block. It's along a road that ends in a cul-de-sac but it's not the end. That's okay. Because. Um, it hadn't been built on before. No, that's okay. Because sometimes energy from spirits just gets stuck um, in cul-de-sacs um, and they can't get out. It's like a an energy sort of. They drive on roads. <laughs> Sorry. I, I can't help myself. No, it's like their energy gets pulled into that space and then the energy doesn't move in straight lines or a way out for them because it's circular. 
I don't know. It's just weird. It's not far off one, but it's not on one either. It's okay. Um, so I know that there is the name Maxwell and um, a little boy. Yes. Um, Cheeky. Was he the one that was hiding things? Yeah, it's always it's the same one. Okay. Like there's only one spirit in this place that yep. I can see. Like he's not sharing it with anybody else. Sometimes I not sometimes. I know when there's you've seen it at Mangrove Mountain. I just know when there's more and when there's not, there's no one else there. Yeah. Um but what I'm trying to understand is why he was in a tuxedo, a man in black uniform, and why when he spoke it sounded like a cassette. Um and why he was trying to get the children's attention. He's gone, so it's like um, what I'm, what I'm actually doing right now. Just so you know, this process is mm-hmm. I'm connecting to Rachel's energy. Oh, and I'm going nice. through Rachel's memory. Yep. And I'm calling on her energy and her spirit guides, but because she's not here, that's no. a bit tough. And because Maxwell or Stevie is not here either, and he's not talking to me. Yep. I don't know, but when I connected i just got maxwell um and i keep being shown some sort of um like um did you say italy yes her mum's italian background do they have bar mitzvahs that's a jewish thing isn't it yeah they're catholics because this boy from what i can see there was some sort of um some sort of celebration um, and I feel like it was a bar mitzvah. <laughs> so random. That is so random. It is so random. Um, but it was a while ago. So this was when Rachel was little. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Where? In the house. They probably yep. built it but around. Where? Arimba. Arimba. Mm. It's like some kind of coming-of-age celebration, like a debutante or a bar mitzvah or a, a year six formal or something like that. This boy's younger she, than she that. She would have been in year six at the time, I think. Well, this boy's younger okay. than like a formal or a debutante type. I know girls are debutantes, but yeah. he's younger than that. But I feel like where he was at was at an event like this that was celebrating children's coming-of-age celebration of some sort. Right, okay, interesting. Um, And his parents hadn't died at that point in time. I think his parents have died now, but his parents hadn't died at that point of time, so he was just kind of stuck, a little bit like I've spoken about with kids. Yep. Um, Not stuck, like he'd crossed over, but he just didn't know where home was, and so he probably liked um, the mum like from a from a maternal perspective and it was a, a home that would have identified similar to his right. with a young boy in it. Um, yeah. It's a tough one because yeah. I'm just going off memory. Ah, interesting. But Maxwell, for some reason, is the name that I'm getting. That's not, not attached to the house but attached to the people in it. Not attached to the house. And or not, not attached. attached. Wrong word, yeah. sorry. But there because of <laughs> the people in it, but it. not because yeah. he knew who they were in life. No. More just because he would have identified as that's a place where he wants to go because he knows he's going to be seen and heard. Um, and that's what they'll do. If someone's light's on, they'll just walk in so that they can be seen and heard. Yep. Because they don't know that there's anything different. Um, and they probably liked the f- he probably liked the fact that it was a family with young kids and that's where he would feel. And a brother and a sister and they were side by side. And- yep. Yep. And a mum that clearly wasn't afraid. Oh, no. She would no. Um, she should not be afraid. She'd probably say it's nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. She's kind of cool. She's Who are you going to call cool. Rachel's mum? I know. She would send, send him here. I'll get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> But it would be cool if she could work out how to validate Maxwell because it came – when you said Stevie, I got the correction, Maxwell. Oh, mm, immediately. That. Oh, that's awesome. There you go, guys. His name's not Stevie, it's Maxwell. Well, it could be Stevie Maxwell, but Ooh. it's definitely not Stevie. But it's either yep. Maxwell is the first name or the last name. Okay. Good to know. Mm. Thank you. And mm. thanks, Tracy. And thanks, 
Rachel. Yeah, thanks, Rachel and Rachel's brother and Rachel's mum and, and Maxwell. Maxwell, Stevie. And Bud Bidstar. The Bud Bidstar. <laughs> so random, but it's like it's some sort of coming of age thing. Yeah. It's, it's the best. I love these random ghost stories. Keep them coming. We're going to get through them. We'll do some specials to get through them. Yes, 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 yes. We've got a few, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. But we want more. We want more. <laughs> Always. Because everyone loves the ghost stories. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Also, um, the podcast on the reviews and the ratings. Thank you so much for everyone who has commented over the last couple of weeks. Yes. I haven't thanked anyone for a while. Good reminder. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for them and, and keep up the ratings as well. Yes. <laughs> so for us, just so you know, a little bit of the background when it comes to podcasts, the ratings and the reviews, when you get to a certain point and you have a certain spike, it alerts Apple really to the fact that there is a bit of a mover and a shaker happening and then that can get us more into the chances of going into a new and noteworthy category which then allows us to be heard by more people. So that's really the reason why people are always like – leave us a review, give us a rating and people run competitions to bribe people into leaving your reviews and a rating. It's because they want to get into that new and noteworthy category and Mm, when they get there they can be heard by more people. It's advertising. Yeah, well, yeah. It is. Yep. Um, and then so the more the more aware people get of people's podcasts, the more pe- money people make. Oh, you can make money, <laughs> not Apparently. <just> spend it. <laughs> That's all right. We're having fun. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to make money just quietly. That's not good. It's not what I'm about. It's it, fun. It ads annoy the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Seriously? If they pay us lots of money, we could make ads. <laughs> <sighs> Really? No. I don't know. They'd have to, they'd have to <laughs> offer a fair bit. But um, that's not what we're here for. I think no. anyone listening realises that. But we appreciate the awesome feedback and it does help us reach more people. It does. If you like and rate and subscribe and all those things that people like to say at the end of podcasts. But we want to say thank you for listening. Yeah. And for me, I think that when I see what people write in those comments, I realise how much this is helping them. And I just think the more people that have the chance to hear it, the more people we have the chance to reach and help the way that these people are saying that they've been helped. Absolutely. That's that's what it's about. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And (laughs) share, share the podcast with, with your friends and you never know what they might need to hear or who might be struggling silently and just this might help them. Um, You just never know. Yep. Never know. And listen to your favourite ones back as well. I know I've listened to a, a few back and I always get something extra out of them, especially some deeper ones, mm. something to do, mm. you know, for fun. Because you just like extra. <laughs> when you're editing and listen to everything. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> uh, we love you all. 